welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good weekend, a good weekend. I know I did. This week has been absolutely insane for the weekend. We've got a lot to talk about as far as some speculation that came in thanks to a 48-hour stream from Rare that had so many weird teases and little bits they were giving away a ton of stuff for the holidays uh, as far as twitch drops um, so hopefully you guys tuned in uh, everyone was trying to keep watch on this and post when things were dropping but i still want to cover the cosmetics and the plunder pass so let's get into it but before we get into any of that i have to call the patrons so this week i want to shout out to chateau Neuf, cloud cosmic johnson davram tv l jefe esteban lumpy srq dub dub goose evil morpheus xbox mike 29 Munchie, Registella, Russ Bell Kid, TN Professor, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Fergatron, Neon, Ruskidoo, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam Wow. Thank you all for your support. It means the world to me, as always. It helps with the podcast. It helps make sure that the uh, equipment that I use is getting paid for. It makes sure that the software is getting taken care of. It makes sure that the hosting gets taken care of. And it helps uh, start to work on uh, building up other content as well, too. If I can start building up a, a, a secondary um, podcast just for Xbox, uh, then I can start working on that. Uh, I've got a bunch of ideas going on. So if you want to help support, there's plenty of ways that you can do. Uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast. Uh, you'll be able to support me there uh, and join in for the rest of the festivities with the other gold hoarders in the discord channel when we do uh, member episodes at the end of the month oh sorry that was my kitty i don't know if you guys heard her let me go let her out but let's get into the episode all right pirates it's been a very interesting weekend uh, it's been very busy for a lot of us. It's the last purchasing weekend for a lot of those who are celebrating the holidays, uh, making sure you can get your gifts in, making sure they're getting dropped off in time, you know, you're getting things wrapped up, putting all the decorations, all that good jazz. If you, if you wanted to, this was the last weekend to really, really do it because next weekend is of course, uh, Christmas for those that celebrate that and just a general holiday time for most other people, uh, who celebrate or don't celebrate. And, um, I wanted to, to kind of touch on some it's something that I thought was really important this weekend. And uh, I've got a really, I've, I've kind of I put my thoughts down on paper, um, got the paper here, just so I can kind of read from it. And I really wanted to touch on uh, my my review for Spider-Man No Way Home. I think they did a really good job bringing in. Uh, I thought that it was really funny to see him again. And um, uh, I was really surprised that he and thank uh, are now working together to bring in some characters who are not but say they are part of the guard see i was really confused by that but that's that multiverse thing and i what you want me to do what hold on i'm getting getting word from the producers here what do you guys you know no i hate charades no no spoilers no spoilers for that's easy for what for crawl for you guys are making this really difficult just write it out just write it on the paper yeah stick it on the glass spider-man really no spoilers for okay all right well i guess we'll just have to edit that out in post uh i guess we'll move on to the sea of thieves news which is um 
an orb. That's it. That was it. That was everything for the week. Uh, apparently for 48 hours, an orb was on screen. People watched it for 48 hours. And is that really the news, guys? That was the thing that you wanted to tell me? No spoilers for Spider-Man's and we're watching an orb for 48 hours? Okay. All right. Apparently, there was stuff that happened uh, around this orb. Is it really an orb? Yes. Oh, it's a lantern. Why not just call it a lantern? It's the snow globe lantern. The one from the plunder pass? Oh, and it's on a stool. Okay, so apparently they're telling me that it's on a stool. God, these notes are terrible. It's almost like they were written by cats. Um, okay, so we got the snow globe lantern from the, the season pass and I'll, and I'll dive into my thoughts on the cosmetics, but I wanted to address the, uh, the, uh, the elephant in the room, which is apparently not Spider-Man and, uh, talk about this orb that everyone seems to be talking about on Twitter and YouTube and Reddit and all those good places. Uh, Sea Thieves did a 48 hour stream. And with this stream, they decided to, um, have a snow globe, uh, lantern which is the one with the little galleon that's kind of uh moving into the into the just kind of moving through the waves and there's a bunch of snow and whatnot um it's it's a great one it really is great and it's in the tavern uh we're pretty sure it's ancient spire tavern um based on the 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 blurred out image of the tavern keep uh thank you dead idre for confirming that with me and um in the background there's really just not a whole lot you've got a couple tables you've got the fireplace obviously the tavern keep and they they rolled this stream going uh for a while and then within i think the first couple hours uh we started to get some really crazy teases some really big lore teases for the game for those who were watching and uh shout out to all the people that clipped uh all of the all of the 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 teasers and stuff and put them together uh really appreciate that because uh as much as i watched most of the streams i obviously according to my review i went and watched spider-man so i i did spend some time doing that as opposed to watching this orb uh which became quite a meme on twitter um to the point where it was really kind of like if you're not in the zeitgeist man it's really hard to, to try and get some regular information out of twitter when there's a when there's a meme rolling through uh but i was really i was really happy to see this because basically what rare did is they set up a 48 hour stream they had moderators moderating chat thank you to you guys who were uh, keeping things civil and what they did is they decided to take this time to celebrate the holidays in the festival of giving and they did so by getting a bunch of people together having them stare at an orb creating this really awesome uh, uh, uh event and then they would go and they would raid different partners that were streaming sea of thieves now i don't think everyone was a partner i think some of them were just random but then what they would do is they would say hey if you watch this person for 15 minutes you will get a cosmetic and what cosmetic well they started pulling everything out of the box they started they got the omen sales they got the obsidian stuff they got the ancestral stuff they got the ebon flint lock like if you were paying close attention and you were watching you could have gotten I think close to 20 to 30 different cosmetics this weekend. It was amazing. And a lot of this stuff was stuff that were previous Twitch drops, things that they are used to using as ways of engagement for people that may or may not have gotten them all in the past. And if you have gotten them all in the past, then you could fairly assume that you didn't have to watch the stream the whole time, except we found out thanks to some of these streams that Flameheart Jr. and a bunch of other things happened. And you may be wondering, Flameheart Jr., okay, crazy. This, how can we know? 
Well, we don't really know. Basically what happened was while we were watching the globe, uh, there were points where it would zoom into the globe and it would it would fog over and uh, we would then be taken to the Reaper's hideout. Immediately, you start to wonder what's going on. This is cool. This is really crazy. You don't get to see this that often. And you hear a creaking chains being kind of moved and then what sounds like a hatch opening. Like a wooden hatch now if you're familiar with reapers which most of most of you are there is and has been since its inception a hatch with a red glow and mist and chains with the reaper's mark not the reaper's mark but the uh reaper's hourglass uh on that section like in that little area right there and for for a long time many of us have have you know speculated that that was where there was going to be another hideout that that was where you were going to be able to um, see like a, not a pirate legend hideout, but a Reaper's Bones type of hideout. You know, we we figured, you know, uh, Flameheart Jr. must be down there with Captain, you know, and and he's biding his time. And that's where, uh, you know, Wanda goes. But how could how could that be if Wanda was, you know, in love with Flameheart and wanted to resurrect Flameheart? It doesn't make sense that she would want to, to resurrect uh, uh, Flameheart Jr. in that case. Or maybe she does. Maybe she does want to be with Flameheart Jr. Because maybe Flameheart Jr. will want to be with her. Or maybe she's just mad and she's opened up the Pandora's box and there's no way to close that box now. Now that she's resurrected Flameheart, it's just a matter of time before Flameheart Jr. comes. Now, we don't know for sure that it's Flameheart Jr. But we do know two things that help inform us. In the first teaser, uh, Flameheart speaks, or Flameheart Jr., or the voice, speaks very prominently about Flameheart uh, as, a, as a father. May our flame burn eternally, Father. Now this comes at the end of the first teaser that came with this stream. And what I wanted to point out was that the uh, Servant of Flame at Reaper's Hideout has a voice. They are voiced, but their voice is very particular as a uh, male and female voice interlaced together so that it's hard to discern if the servant of flame is male or female and i think that that has been on purpose and i think that they intend to keep it that way uh so that they can still as a game mechanic have uh the servant of flame as a, a turn-in point for reapers and that way they're free to have flameheart jr as a character that can move about the seas without having to worry like well how are they supposed to get stuff turned into reapers if flameheart jr is out and about in the game it's it's really hard to to try and nail that down so i think what they're doing is they're going to keep the servant of flame the same and then i think what they'll probably do is have it so that flameheart is um probably down in that cave system uh wherever that that area down below that section leads because as as we've known that that area has been uh, locked away completely like we've never seen anyone come in and out of it we've never been to go down into it uh, and we've never seen the servant of flame move away from the emissary table at reaper's hideout so i don't think that the servant of flame is uh flameheart jr i think that they're saving that 
character uh, purely for the turn-in point. I would be surprised if they do that. I don't know. I know a lot of people have speculated that um, Flameheart Jr. is the Servant of Flame, and it makes sense, um, but it would it would be a weird way to change that. It means that, that, that Flameheart Jr. Uh, would have to either assign someone new to be the turn-in point for Emissaries, which would be odd to reveal that as opposed to just having them be a separate character, or just to uh have have like him stuck at the reaper's bones the whole time which also could work but i i like the idea of it being a more freeing character that they can move about the world uh much like wanda uh M wanda was originally the turning point for reaper's hideout uh way back in the day and then she disappeared and then uh when she came back that was when uh the reaper's bones was like the fully fledged thing that it is today and now wanda is is free to actually go about the uh the world and actually decide you know like how she's going to interact with the rest of the pirates so i've kind of broken out some of the little things about this but i, I figured it would be easier if i just kind of take the clip and present it to you you can listen to it and then i want to break down little bits of that uh, afterwards uh, and, and kind of talk to some specific theories that I have about what's going on with these because each time we got one of these little teasers something about the tavern when we came back changed and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about each of those changes and what it could mean for the the future of the game but there's a lot to break down so let, let me get to the clip first so you can at least hear it in its entirety. Shatter their bonds. No lords of the sea, but a king of fire. Once bound at sea, but now true freedom calls you back, moving like a deathly veil across the waves. The sands of gold will be shrouded and all be chained eternally as sea-bound souls. Her sister will be bound to your will. She of the deep cannot stop it now. May our flame burn eternally, Father. So let's address the first part where he talks about uh, the flame burns brighter here in the dark. Uh, I think he's specifically talking about uh, what it's been like for him down in that cavern system below Reaper's uh, hideout. I think he's very literal when he talks about that. And he speaks to uh, there being no glory for the Dark Brethren, which is a clear reference to uh, Wanda the Warsmith, Captain Warsmith, and uh, Duke the Dark Lord, uh, Davy Jones, the Gold Hoarder, as well as uh, Captain. And it seems as though 
uh, Flameheart Jr., who we're assuming this to be Flameheart Jr., but for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to refer to the voice as Flameheart Jr., as that's as best as we can get as a summation of who this is going to be. So for the rest of the episode, if I speak to uh, the, the voice that you're hearing as Flameheart Jr., assume that I don't know for sure. I'm just speculating. But it's interesting. There shall be no glory to the for the dark brethren. He's speaking specifically to uh, how there won't be any any victories for them. Anything they plan to do will not work because he's here now. He says, your fierce fire will shatter their bones. He's speaking specifically to Flameheart, being able to snuff out any uprisers, whether it be us or the Dark Brethren. No lords of the sea, but a king of fire. This is a direct reference to A Pirate's Life Tall Tale, uh, Lords of the Sea, where we first encountered uh, Duke Wanda, the Gold Hoarder, and Davy Jones all sitting together at a table to discuss the Dark Brethren, to discuss how they were planning on taking over the Sea of Thieves. And this is how Flameheart Jr. is specifically calling this out, how there will be no Lords of the Sea, but a King of Fire, Flameheart, the King of Sea of Thieves. Once bound at sea, but now true freedom calls you back. This is speaking specifically to uh, how he was trapped in his own body and true freedom, freedom from uh, a physical body form has given him true freedom where he's not uh at the beck and call of any captain or any admiral he's not uh making any alliances with anyone he has complete freedom to do whatever he wants uh he's now no no longer going to be um tied to just uh hovering in the sky he's going to be free to do whatever he wants um, and I think Flameheart Jr. is going to help him with that. Uh, it says, moving like a deathly veil across the waves. I think he's specifically saying that you're going to get your freedom to move about the world, that you're not going to be uh, locked as a, uh, uh, in, in this is as a game. I don't think he's going to be locked as a an event. He's going to be able to be roaming. You're going to see these ghost ships patrolling out in the seas. And we may not see the, the, the ghost fleet or the uh, ship fleets with uh, Wanda ships in the seas as much maybe as a result of this then we go into what i think is one of the more interesting bits the sands of gold will be shrouded now i i don't know if if they're talking about this veil this deathly veil that is referenced in the previous line i, I i'm pretty sure it is but it, it's tough because there's so many shrouded things in sea of thieves it could be the shroud which it already kind of is in, but we're using the Shroud Breaker to pierce through that veil. Or this could be the Deathly Veil uh, that is moving across the waves. If it's the Deathly Veil that is moving across the waves, the Sands of Gold is in reference to Tribute Peak, uh, where you're going to be potentially dealing with Flameheart there. I would imagine maybe he's going there. There is, there's a lot of, and, and I'll kind of reference this in, in later on, but there's a lot that, that happens at Tribute Peak that is not just the home of where the Gold Hoarder is. There's a lot of ancient power over there. There's a reason why the Shroud Breaker is used to get to and from Tribute Peak. It is a tribute point for the ancients. So it'd be really interesting to see how that works. He then says, and all be chained eternally as sea-bound souls. And this is a reference to the sea-bound soul, uh, Tall Tale, where the Ashen Dragon uh, was sailing around and um, actually capturing souls like uh, Captain uh, Martha Jane, um, as, as well as the Fate of the Morning Star um, and, and many others 
who were uh, sunk by the Ashen Dragon and locked their souls into different objects, mostly their, their actual skulls. Uh, and as you run around, you know, freeing Captain Randallstone, uh, Captain Ma Martha Jane from their soul or from their souls from the uh, actual um, skulls, you, you learn about these sea bound souls and how they were trapped and how they weren't able to move into uh, the ferry uh, in the Sea of the Damned where they could come back uh, from the dead, essentially, and death, uh, the finality of it stopping us from being able to resurrect that is that is what he's talking about all will become sea bound souls now whether he's referencing us as everyone in pirates or if he's speaking specifically to the uh to the the dark brethren the lords of the sea that's tough to say because i could see that being the case as well too because it says that no lords of the sea but a king of fires that they that the dark brethren will find no glory and all will be chained eternally as sea bound souls he could be speaking specifically to the dark brother in court at that point because he then says her sister will be bound to your will and if this is in reference to the dark brethren how he's going to shatter their bones how there will be no lords of the sea but king of fire he could be speaking about wanda's sister wanda has a sister now wanda the warsmith used to be the weaponsmith on golden sands outpost uh when she didn't get her way when she couldn't do what she wanted she went out and sought tools to be able to craft what she wanted and the cursed uh cannonballs that she crafted ended up changing her life and the light of life of salty turning them into cursed skeletons wanda the warsmith then became the captain warsmith who then rose up uh, a bunch of skeleton ships with the help of sirens and created the skeleton fleets that we fought back in cursed sails her sister who is also named wanda but instead of wanda the warsmith with a w-a-n-d-a -A, uh wanda at golden sands is spelled w-o-n-d-a a. So this voice, Flameheart Jr. says, all will be chained eternally as seabound souls. Her sister will be bound to your will. I think he is, uh, I think this voice is specifically calling out that Wanda will then become a slave to Flameheart. She of the Deep cannot stop it now. This seems like something that I'll get to in, in a little bit. So I'm going to uh, hold off on that for right now. Uh, and then it says, May our flame burn eternally, Father. And it very much feels like Flameheart Jr. is the one that was coming in this first teasel, teaser. Um, after this, the screen went back to the orb or the globe or the lantern that's sitting in the tavern. And we went back to our kind of cheery atmosphere where we're just kind of having one of those uh, crackling fire logs, uh, you know, Yule logs for the holidays. But something changed in the scene. Uh, no longer was the fire unoccupied. Now there was a person hanging out over by the fireplace. And it didn't take uh, the community very long to uh, come up with different people who we thought this was. Uh, it was tough to say who for sure because their back is to us. So we can't see their face. We can't see what's going on. Um, there's some theories that it is Flameheart Jr. based on the hat. Uh, there's also some theories that it could be Belle of the Deep, who was a character that initially, I believe, uh, was intended to be 
the character that we interact with for the pirate legends. Um, who we deal with now is Ramses, uh, Ramsey Singh, who is the pirate lord. Uh, and, and this also kind of calls back to um, what Flameheart Jr., what the voice is talking about. There's no lords of the sea, but a king of fire. Uh, and I think not only is he speaking about the Dark Brethren, but I think he's speaking about lords in general, because there are other lords. There's other uh, Ashen lords. There's uh, lords, uh, pirate lords. There's um, the Dark Brethren, the lords of the sea. So I think I think this is the, the call of their being lords in Sea of Thieves, being no more. And if that's the case, then uh, I think Ramses is going to start playing a part in this story again. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. But um, Speaking to what people talked about um, with Bell, and uh, for anyone that's interested, you can go online, take a quick, uh, quick, quick look, and you can actually see um, Bell is from Sea of Thieves. Uh, she was never put in Sea of Thieves, but she was always something that was in uh, the the kind of promotional material when the game was coming out. When we first started to see her, a lot of it was uh, from a statue that they had actually crafted for Sea of Thieves. Now, this was this goes way back to 2017. I believe it was 2017. I wasn't following the game back then, so it's it's tough for me to know for sure the exact uh, E3 that it was at uh, that it first came. But when Sea of Thieves was first being shown off, they had a uh, a buoy out in uh, that was a Sea of the Damned buoy, and it had Sea of Thieves on it, and it had this woman. Uh, with glowing eyes holding up a, a torch of a blue flame and she looked like she was dead and as I learned uh, when the game was first coming out uh, I was told through Twitter um, that that character's name was Bell B-E-L-L-E not uh, Diving Bell um, who is is uh, who, what is short for Marissa Bell um, who's in the uh, book Tales of Sea of Thieves where we first learn about Flameheart Jr. and the Captain and Pirates for All Eternity, which I'll get into later on. Uh, Bell was originally intended to be Ramses in the pre-release footage that they put out. Um, as such, they kept the statue in the lobby for a long time, a very long time. And we never really knew who this character was or uh, what happened, but there were there was promotional material. There was uh, uh, like merchandise that they created for her. There were statues that I talked about with Mike Chapman that never came out. Um, so she's always been a prominent figure that they've never had in the game. So cut to the stream and we see that they have uh, Bell or a character that has uh, Bell's features um, from the back of her. Now, bear in mind, we have seen 3D images of her. So we know the shape of her, of her hat, her clothing, things like that, what she looks like uh, very well. And looking at the back of this person, it seems pretty certain without too much doubt that this is Belle uh, now placed at the fireplace, uh, which is huge because we, we've never, no one expected Belle, quote unquote, 
legend of the deep to show up in the game that's just it's not a, th a thing that we that we ever thought we just figured she was lost at sea forever we never thought we'd actually get to see her in game there's so many really good characters for sea of thieves that we just haven't seen brought to the game yet so getting a chance to actually see her uh in the tavern is uh getting to see her in the tavern is awesome because it, it means that there's a good chance that that's what's going to happen if we see her warming herself by the fire which doesn't make sense because uh in, in in all the promotional material she's dead so unless she's alive i don't know how she's in the sea of thieves but flameheart the voice says she of the deep cannot stop it now and i would be very interested to see if we now have an opposing force for um for flameheart we now have someone who's who's trying to stop flameheart but we we don't know how or or how that's going to work out. But it, it's it's really interesting to see how that's going to play out because this is going to be this is going to be the first introdu introduction to people for for Bell. If 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 they've never gone to an E three, if they've never uh, dug deep into the the history of 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 the release and stuff, this is going to be their first instance of who Bell is and what role she has to play. Uh, but based on this line it seems like she's going to be someone who is trying to stop something whether i don't know if she's going to be with the with the dark brethren because that, that would seem strange maybe she's the captain and we just don't know um that would be interesting actually if she was the captain i don't know how i'd feel about that that would be kind of mm, yeah i don't know if i like that um but okay so that was the that was the first that was the first one we got we got four of these uh so let's get into the second one can be harnessed and focused, bent to your will. Memories can be powerful allies and accursed weapons. Your king is dead in the world beyond. Long live the king. He shall give you freedom unchained and life everlasting, endless riches vast. Bring your forts of stone and bow to the blade of fire. So with part two, um, there's a couple interesting things that I want to dive into. Uh, I'm going to read through the, the, the passage real quick, but there's two things that I want to touch on uh, before I do that. There are voices being heard in the background that sound like they are coming from beyond they're they're intended to be very um spooky they've added some flange to it they've added some echo uh so uh i i wanted to pull those two clips out and then assess what i think is being said uh because i think it's going to be very important to what is going on uh in the future So this one's really tough. Um, it's hard to make out what's being said here, but I, I think that the voices are saying they've taken us. They must not reach the bosun, who, if you're familiar with anyone uh, that's aboard a ship, uh, the bosun is an officer on the ship who's responsible for rigging, anchors, cables, sails, and other items that are used to keep the ship running smoothly 
Uh, he or she is considered to be the foreman of the ship's crew because he or she issues orders uh, to the deck crew on a small ship. Uh, the bosun may also be the third or fourth mate, meaning that he or she is only a few steps below the captain in seniority. And thank you to infobloom.com for your on a ship who is the bosun uh, article. So I appreciate that uh, to give a succinct answer because in my head, I know what they do, but this is a much better description. So to, to talk a little bit about what's going on here, I think what we're hearing is a fight that is happening in the Sea of the Damned, because um, this is kind of reminiscent uh, when you play through a tall tale and you do that first section right after the swamp with Teodoma uh, and Captain Barbosa being resurrected, you go to a fort and this fort is uh, being controlled um, by Spanish, uh, or at least people who are representing some sort of royalty. Uh, there's some crests, some uh, court of arms uh, on, on these banners that are on these uh, stone forts. And I, I think that this is an indication that there's a fight being had by a crew uh, who is is trying to stop this oncoming assault. Uh, and these two are having a real heck, heck of a day of it. Uh, the other part of it is this. Now, I, I can't say for sure what they're saying exactly every word, but it definitely says that they're breaking down the defenses and the walls are crumbling. Uh, and, and this kind of falls in line with what's going on with what Flameheart is saying, uh, or Flameheart Jr., I should specify. What we know of the voice says, uh, memories can be harnessed and focused, bent to your will. Memories can be powerful allies and accursed weapons. Now, I think they are speaking specifically to the Sea of the Damned here in, in the voices that we hear in the background, uh, which seem to be just kind of echoing, um, does kind of speak as how Flameheart Jr. is looking to try and harness memories from the Sea of the Damned. Uh, he's trying to get them focused and in, in using them as allies, using them as weapons, uh, ways to control the Sea of the Damned. Especially if we look to what was being said in the first teaser, it talks about uh, how they are, on, oh gosh, I just blanked on, um, how they are looking to enslave everyone, to make everyone chained eternally as seabound souls. And one of the ways to do that is to ensure that you have control of the Sea of the Damned, which kind of is what a little bit of what Flameheart, uh, or you're not Flameheart, what, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there, uh, what Davy Jones was looking to do. So I'm, I'm very interested to see that. Uh, the next thing that Flameheart Jr. says is, your king is dead in the world beyond. Long live the king. And I don't know who they're speaking of as far as the king of, in, in the, I don't know who the king is dead, who the king is in the world beyond. Now, I, I do believe that this is speaking about the Sea of the Damned. Uh, long live the king is usually something that says, when a king dies and you have a new king who is Flameheart at this point, who they're saying is Flameheart, uh, this voice that is, is coming to us. So I'm not sure exactly who they're speaking of when they're talking about your king is dead in the world beyond. Uh, I don't think that that is Ramses because we know where Ramses has been and we don't know of anyone that has been kind of the, the king, quote unquote, uh, for the Sea of the Damned, unless they are just speaking specifically to Davy Jones uh, being locked up. Um, that is a potential. It's hard to say. Uh, it then says, the voice says, uh, he shall give you 
freedom unchained, and life everlasting, endless riches vast. So that is that is essentially what they're they're saying is is going to be the result of uh of of if with this new king and it'll be interesting to see what they mean by that um bring your forts of stone and bow to the blade of fire and this i think speaks partly to what's going on in the sea of the damned because um as as we know the the first uh, or the second tall tale no is it the first no it's the third tall tale of a pirate's life we have a uh, that that trip is we're working through Jack Sparrow's uh, memories. We come across that fort, and uh, there there are forts of stone in there. And most of the forts that we have in Sea of Thieves are all wooden, so I don't think that that's where they're referring to it. We don't have any stone forts, uh, but bring your forts of stone and bow to the blade of fire or uh, the the flaming blade, um, if if you will. So I think that's in reference to Flameheart's. Uh, uh, presence in the Sea of the Damned, and I and I'm very it's it's hard to kind of work out if this is actually what's going on, but it does feel like there's going to be a a battle um in the Sea of the Damned, and and it, there's a good chance we may be um venturing back into the Sea of the Damned to deal with this. If this is if this is accurate, then we're, it sounds like we're going to have to deal with whatever's going on. Memories can be harnessed and focused, bent to your will. Memories can be powerful allies in accursed weapons. You're king is dead in the world beyond long live the king he shall give you freedom unchained and life everlasting endless riches bring your forts of stone and bow to the blade of flame or fire i think we're going back to the sea of the damned uh and i think we're going to have to deal with whoever is trying to harness these memories for good or for bad Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two vip books or use the affiliate link for green man gaming if you're a pc gamer you'd like to save money on games it's one of the benefit of being a pc gamer head over to green man gaming you can get codes for steam epic any of the different stores that they have deals going on they have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there please consider using our affiliate link all of that goes straight to me through the network thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast it means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show uh the next thing that i wanted to touch on is is right after we get back to the tavern there's been a new change so no longer do we have uh bell who is is the assumed figure at the fireplace but now the table to the right of the orb has two imperial sovereign helmets there um which i think ties into the voices that we heard in that last teaser suggesting that these are accurate that that we are going to be running up against other soldiers now whether they be of the crest that is uh at the fort for the pirate's life uh tall tale where where we go to that spanish fort 
and uh, run into those people. I think it will, because if you go and you do some of the uh, the voyages there, there's uh, crates that you can get from the last tall tale in the Pirate's Life that have that same crest on it. And I, I think that that is a company, whether it be good or whether it be bad, in the Sea of the Damned that we are going to be coming across coming across more frequently uh and it was very interesting to see that this started to turn into its own kind of random arg something that like a Fortnite would do uh that we haven't seen in a while from sea of thieves not since the the ruins and i think it's really interesting that we're actually getting to uh to check this out then we jumped into teaser three and i'll, I'll play that for you here so you can kind of hear the whole thing and then we'll break it down Found at last, the relic of the ancients, passing between worlds in a belly of gold. The hunter is broken, and his ship is no more. It is ours, father. Finally, we will break the seals and the reaper's chest will open. The soul flames will burn once more and weaken the veil between. Tides will turn once the relic is ours. Memories into bones, will into iron, souls into life. You will arise into a new pirate life as our king for a new dawn. So let's break down the first couple lines. Uh, found at last the Relic of Ancients. And you may be wondering, well, what the heck is the Relic of Ancients? Well, it's hard to say, but uh, when we got to see the trip back to the tavern after this teaser, uh, there was a new face mask on the table to the left uh, and with it behind it, a Reaper's chest. And this was interesting because we've never seen this mask before, and it does look like it is something crafted from the ancients uh, themselves. And this coincides with the um, shape and design of one of the fireworks that we got this season. One of the fireworks that, that we got that we had no prior knowledge to um, that I personally hadn't seen, but I, I did some digging online and found some people that had uh, posted images of it. And uh, thanks to the Sea of Thieves fandom wiki uh, for, for cataloging all of the different fireworks. Uh, this is called the Veil of the Ancients Firework, an unusual firework that seems to resemble some kind of long lost treasure. Now, this is interesting because uh, it talks about a veil, the veil of the ancients, and this being the relic of the ancients and the image that we saw coinciding with the firework. It says passing or the Flameheart Jr. says passing between worlds in the belly of gold. This is a little bit tougher to understand the belly of gold. Now, could this just be a chest uh, of gold? Could this be uh, a creature of some sorts? Could this be uh, the bottom of a ship that is filled with treasure and uh, we finally found it? Could this be a, a megalodon? It's it's really tough to say what they mean by the uh, belly of gold, um, but it has been passing between the worlds uh, as a result of this, or it could mean that we are passing between worlds in a belly of gold. So it's hard to know for sure uh, what they mean by that. Um, but it does it does speak to us going back to the Sea of the Damned um, and making that easier, or at least making this easier for Flameheart. Um, I remember one of the conversations I'd had uh, with Mike Chapman had talked about how um, Flameheart, when the Fort of the Damned came up, 
it was because of the relics, the dark relics that we were using and giving to Wanda uh, or the mass stranger at the time who was using them to uh, break down the the veil of the living and the dead uh, between the sea of the damned and sea of thieves um that that separation between our worlds was weakened as a result of that and that was how we were able to summon in the fort of the damned which took over old boat old boot fort and we can now summon the ghost of gray morrow this seems like what is going on is exactly what flameheart wants this is is uh him tearing open rifts opening uh ways from the sea of the damned to bring in his skeleton fleet that he has in the sea of the damned into our world and something about this relic of the ancients if it coincides with uh the the treasure that is talked about with this veil of ancients firework says to me that there is something at tribute peak that flameheart jr is looking to get to be able to break the tissue or whatever it is between our worlds, that connective tissue, they're trying to break that down to make it easier to pass between the Sea of the Damned and the Sea of the Living, uh, or the Sea of Thieves, technically. Um, there's, it, it's, it's so interesting for them to uh, kind of dive a little bit more into what's going on, because the next line talks about how the hunter is broken and his ship is no more. Now, I don't know for sure if they're talking about Merrick or not, because uh, Merrick is is broken. He is no longer hunting the way he used to. But at the same and his ship, the killer whale, is no longer uh, something that is is available. His ship was broken down. His ship was used along with other parts of the wrecks on Reaper's hideout to make the reaper's hideout like his ship was part of that and he was a hunter he created the hunter's call the hunter is broken and his ship is no more it is ours father so i do think that he is talking about merrick uh in his ship um i took another look at the constellations to think maybe there was someone called the hunter and i know that there are hunter uh, uh paintings on in the sea of thieves um but i don't know how much that ties into it but at the same time we're also talking about a relic of ancients so there's a good chance that it might be tied into the hunter painting so let me i'm going to take a quick second and see if i can pull up something real quick on that so currently thank you to rare thief for your map and your landmarks because there are three rock paintings that have a uh, hunter in it uh there's the rock painting that is uh in thieves haven that is the hunter's tail um which is on the north and it talks about you know how the hunter uh has gone and actually uh killed um, some of the boars around in the area. There's also the legendary Lone Hunter that's on the north beach of Devil's Ridge. And then over at, uh, I think it was Kraken's Fall, there is a grave that is titled uh, Hunter's Grave. So it's in based on the information that we have, it's, it's really hard to say. It makes sense to me that it is uh, Merrick because he is a hunter. His ship is no more. It is theirs. They used it to make Reaper's Hideout. That makes sense. But at the same time, you've also got this ancient relic, this relic of ancients that is being uh, sought after by Flameheart Jr. for the sake of Flameheart Sr. to uh, weaken the veil between the worlds and uh, uh, make sure that it's easier to, to bring his uh, fleet in. 
um, so that they can uh, they can actually go into the next line, which is finally we will break the seals and the reaper's chests will open. Now we've seen reaper's chests open. We've seen that they have bones inside. Thanks to when the reaper's hideout was being crafted, uh, there were scaffolds over there that had reaper's bones that were open. We've also seen over at Stitcher Jim's hideout, uh, Stitcher Jim actually ended up, who's he's been missing, he's been MIA for a while, uh, and we know that Stitcher Jim is um is is someone that has opened them up if you go to his hideout uh for heart of fire you can see that there are opened uh chests of uh the the reaper's chests and we know that that's what drove him mad uh that that caused him to change his allegiance from the gold hoarder to flameheart the next line says the soul flames will burn once more it's really hard to know what this is about because we haven't really seen a whole lot in the way of uh, soul flames. We know that there's the well of souls in the fairy of the damned, uh, that you can get the flames from, but we haven't seen anything as far as soul flames that I can think of other than the soul flame costumes that we've gotten. So last year we got the, uh, festival of the damned for Halloween and we got the, uh, cosmetic set that came along with it, which was the soul flame set. And, uh, we got the crew uh, clothing set that was uh, all costumes. It came with four different crew members and they were the Soul Flame crew uh, with the captain um, being very ethereal. There was a lot of uh, iron and iron mask kind of uh, uh, things that talked about it, you know, with the Soul Flame lantern that was a lantern that resembled a mask of the Soul Flame captain and all of the weapons and figureheads and stuff that came with it that all resembled uh, that pirate legend kind of um, Athena's ghostly garb uh, mixed with iron rot uh, that's been torn apart, that's been ripped to shreds. And this also kind of goes back to uh, Flameheart Jr.'s words where he says, the soul flames will burn once more and weaken the veil between, which to me suggests that we're going to be fighting uh, soul flame creatures in the near future, ones that are going to be helping uh, to weaken the veil between the Sea of the Damned and the Sea of Thieves. Uh, tides will turn once the relic is ours. I think this is this is speaking to people who are kind of on the side of uh, Wanda right now, who are with the brethren. I think they are looking to force people to join the Reaper's Bones uh, to to do that. It says uh, memories into bones, will into iron, souls into life. This is speaking to the turn of events that's going to happen once they get the Relic of Ancients. Memories into bones, which means that the the memories from the Sea of the Damned will embody the bones that are in the Reaper's uh, chests. Uh, will into iron, the the the, the or an iron will. It's kind of a plan words, but uh, the Soul Flame set. Them having a lot of iron mixed with their bones and in being part of that ethereal group. Uh, souls into life, bringing people from the Sea of the Damned into the Sea of Thieves to fight for Flameheart. Uh, bringing an army into our world the last line says you will arise into a new pirate life as our king for a new dawn this speaks on two ways uh one it could be very literal he's getting a new chance at being a, a physical person in the sea of thieves he's no longer going to be a soul uh, up in the sky, he's going to be a person that will have a body in the Sea of Thieves with a, a new pirate life. It also speaks to what a pirate's life is, uh, having a new pirate's life, having a, a, a pirate's life where he is the king 
where he is de deciding who gets to stay, who get who gets to go, who's going to be trapped, who's going to be returning for a new dawn. Uh, it says, you know, in the first trailer where it says that the, the fire burns brightest in the dark and being a king, a king of a new dawn, a new time for uh, the Sea of Thieves. Thanks to the interview, we know that we are no longer in, the, we're not yet into the golden age of piracy, bringing in a new dawn, a new epoch in time where we are going to be in Captain Flameheart's uh, a world where he is going to be in control of what's going on. That is that is what's really interesting about the, the, this, la this, this third teaser that we got. And going back to uh, the tavern and, and seeing that we now have this veil of Ancient's mask uh, with a reaper's chest behind it, it is clear that they are looking to build an army, that they are looking to uh, weaken the veil between the Sea of the Damned and the Sea of Thieves, that they are going to be trying to bring souls, memories that they can be bent and used and crafted into these weapons and put them in the bones of these uh, soul flame warriors that they're looking to have, that they're looking to have these soul flame captains be the Ashen Lords for Flameheart as well to, to help uh, captain his cause of, of laying siege to the Sea of Thieves so that he can be the proper king. Really crazy. And then we got the, the final uh, teaser, which I, I will play for you guys now. Pirates for all eternity. The curse is a gift. They will descend to claim it, then arise to a sea of bones. Your gift will unite all thieves to true piracy. They will drink, they will die, and they will live again to serve the fire. So right off the bat, you hear uh, water or liquid being poured into some sort of device, a chalice of sorts, and uh, having someone drink it and then set the cup down. Um, then you hear a voice come back and say, pirates for all eternity. This is the captain's, these these are the captain's words. These were, or captain, uh, these were the captain's words. Um, this all pulls from the first book of Sea of Thieves, uh, uh, Tales from a Sea of Thieves, where Flameheart Jr. is is telling us about what's going on. And subsequently, towards the end of this book, uh, Captain Flameheart is beached on an island, uh, an unmarked island, and he and his crew um, venture down into these caverns and they come across a cup. And this cup is one that they all drink of and then realize that they are no longer uh, yearning for any kind of food or water at that point. And this cursed chalice is this thing that turns them into skeletons. This is the thing that kills them, essentially. Uh, and they they come back as, as cursed skeletons at this point. Uh, so Pirates for All Eternity... Uh, the, the curse is a gift. This is him speaking directly to uh, having eternal life as a skeleton, uh, something that a lot of people um, have, have wanted as a curse in the game. Uh, but the curse is a gift. They will descend to claim it, then arise to a sea of bones. This is, is 
for all intents and purposes, this is speaking directly to the Reaper's hideout in my mind, uh, speaking about how they will descend to claim it. They will descend into the Reaper's Bones uh, place, the tavern, if you will, the Reaper's Bones um, pirate legend kind of area for themselves. They will descend to claim it, then arise to a sea of bones coming up. And after they have drank from it, um, they will, and this goes to the last line, they will drink, they will die, and they will live again to serve the flame. You were being enslaved as a skeleton at that point to serve Flameheart for his bidding. They will descend to claim it and then arise to a sea of bones. Their brethren, the, the Reaper's bones, uh, your gift will unite all thieves to true piracy. Now, this is this is essentially this is a hard thing because if you talk to PVPers out there, they're going to say that you just go and sink ships and you steal treasures. That's what pirates did. It's sea of thieves, not sea of friends. If you talk to people that are balanced about it, they're going to say that piracy is part of it, but it's not all of it. You you have fun doing stuff and then you have fun sinking as well, but you try to keep a very balanced idea of it. Uh, if you talk to PVEers, they will say that they don't want to be sunk. They hate it. They just want to go out and. And, uh, you know, play around with the PVP or the PVE elements of the world, the the the, the skeletons that they want to sink or, or destroy, the, the krakens they want to fight, the forts they want to clear, uh, digging up treasure, burying treasure, stuff like that. And those are all things that help this ecosystem in Sea of Thieves. It's, it's not one thing is good. One thing is bad. All things are good. All things are bad. It is just where you fall in that. And and I think a lot of fans of Sea of Thieves understand that you have to have a good balance. Um, even with most of the diehard streamers out there, most of them will do PvP, but a lot of them will also go do PvE. It, it's You have to do something to kind of break up the monotony. You can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. You'll go mad. And with that, uh, your gift will unite all thieves to true piracy. Flameheart has never liked alliances. He's never liked uh, alliances between pirates. He's never liked alliances between pirates and merfolk. He's always been about um, being an, a, a man of an, 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 an island. No, I can't remember how that, how that saying goes, but... Um, no man is an island is, is I think the saying, and that is exactly what Flameheart wants. Flameheart wants everyone to fight against everyone regardless. No, no joining up to, to take on, uh, things together. None of that. It's always about taking what you want and giving nothing back. That is, that is what Flameheart's piracy things. And I know that's a line pulled from, uh, Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. I say that on purpose because, uh, Jack's perspective Jack's idea of eternal life uh, is is one that is a very selfish thing. And so many times in those films, it comes through that Jack realizes he has to do the thing that's in his heart. He is a good person. And as much as he wants to have eternal life, he can't do that if it means doing things that are going to condemn the people that he cares about, whether he admits it or not. Um, so it's it's always tough to, to look at this and say like, well, that's what Jack Sparrow said. Well, okay, that's what he said. But what did he do? Actions speak louder than words. And in this case, when I hear things like your gift will unite all thieves to true piracy, that is speaking specifically to the Reaper's bones, the people that are are out there trying to steal from other people to turn it into uh, the Reaper's hideout. So they are they are doing the thing that I wanted years ago 
where uh, we were first introduced to the Reaper's Bones when they sanctioned a PvP faction. That was when I, I wanted them to really kind of take that World of Warcraft approach. Horde and Alliance. We've always had the Horde. We've always had the Alliance. They've always been good, but they've also been bad. They're at war. There are crimes that happen during that time. And there have to be uh, unsteady alliances between those two factions from time to time to overcome a greater cause. And World of Warcraft has succeeded fairly well for the most part over the last, uh, what is it, 15 years that they've been going, 16 years that they've been going with having two factions and having those two factions uh, go against each other but come together um, towards the end of an expansion when we always have to fight some bigger bad. There's always a weird flaw about that sort of writing, and I think they're kind of derivative at this point, but it's probably why I'm not playing it as much anymore, uh, if at all, because of the whole Activision Blizzard thing that I don't have to get into. I've already gone too far. I apologize for this tangent. I will get back to the thing where I said that I wanted to have Reaper's Bones and the pirate legends be the two factions of sea of thieves and you have to pick one you have to pick one you have to decide are you going to give up your pirate legend status to become a legend of the reaper's bones and this feels like i'm getting what i wanted so long ago where i where i wanted them when they introduced this and i got to see it and i was like perfect we've got a pirate legend tavern you can go visit wherever you want. You can go to any outpost and find your way down in there. That's where Ramses is. There's there's a band. There's a tavern keep. You can get drunk. You can have fun. You can have a pirate's life. And then there's the Reaper's Bones. And then the Reaper's Bones are just PvP. They just want to murder. They just want to steal. You can head over to the Reaper's Hideout. The 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 uh, um, door, the trap door. I don't know what to call it. The entryway to the to the the reaper's bones tavern will raise up and you'll descend down into that ca that cave system that's under there assumedly and commit yourself to being a reaper's bones and we will have these two factions and you'll get to pick and choose which are your allegiances going to lie are you going to be part of the reaper's bones or are you going to be part of a pirate's life with uh, Ramses in the pirate legends having these two come together uh to butt heads in the middle and and I think I think we're getting that I don't know but I would love to find out if this is actually the case because it sounds like with this last teaser that that is exactly what they're pushing towards they're pushing towards a world where you have an opportunity to decide if you want to take the gift and become a cursed skeleton and fight for Flameheart, or if you can maintain your humanity, stay a pirate in a pirate's life and fight for Ramses to maintain what is currently the Sea of Thieves as we know it. And I'm I'm so excited for this, guys. You have no idea. There's so much awesome that's coming through with all of the storytelling that they're doing. And this was just four teasers. This was like four minutes of content and they didn't even animate anything uh, about a person like sitting there. All of this was just background audio that they had playing throughout this 48 hours. So they had four minutes in 48 hours that riveted anyone that had time to focus in on it. And if you didn't, I apologize, but that is exactly why I wanted to make this episode about this because um, we're, we're already encroaching over an hour. I don't think I'm going to get to uh, the cosmetics this episode. Next episode, um, we're going to be covering uh, the the community episode. This this month went by real quick. I'm I'm not going to lie. Uh, having season five drop right 
on the 200th episode with uh, the interview with Mike Chapman was both a blessing and a disguise because it brought people back to the game to listen to what was going on and they got a really awesome interview. But then, but then I only get two weeks to really dive into uh, a Sea of Thieves, like Sea of Thieves season five content. Needless to say, the stuff that we got with the celestial um, uh, uh, costumes that came in, and the the Aurora Borealis uh, cosmetics that we got in with the um, with the, with the 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 plunder pass and stuff has been excellent. It's it's such a good cosmetic set this season. Um, I've absolutely loved it. There's been, uh, of course, the lantern, the orb, as everyone's calling it now. Which I'm I'm going to be real frank. I'm not I'm not on that I'm not on that train right now. I don't know that I want to have people running around going orb the power of the orb we love the orb 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 is love orb, orb is life i don't i don't want the shrek memes about orb please no i don't want them uh but i will i will definitely dive deeper and deeper into uh this flameheart junior stuff um if we're actually getting bell of the deep or legend of the deep um if if we're going to be fighting soul flame captains now uh out and about in the world if the veil between the sea of the damned is actually going to be torn open uh with this uh relic of the ancients and gosh what am i forgetting flameheart uh the the reaper's bones um becoming its own faction that we can that we can align ourselves with and, and re- renege our on our our pirate legend promise uh and and become a, a servant of flame if uh Stitcher jim is going to be coming back how wanda's going to deal with this is uh is, is is wanda's sister um going to be enslaved as um like are the sisters doomed to play out their roles as cursed captains for all of eternity like how crazy would it be if we if we lose wanda the the warsmith to the cursed cannonballs and to become uh, a member of the dark brethren court who's now following under the captain and then flameheart jr comes out of uh the reaper's bones hideout which was created by wanda the warsmith for flameheart only to resurrect his father and then enslave wanda's sister that's bonkers that's so bonkers man what a crazy storyline i i can't even i can't even imagine like what like where do you go from there like and and is is flameheart going to be someone that we actually fight it's so crazy. This is such an interesting, I, I, I was not, I, and I forgot to even mention, okay. So when, when you get back to the, when you get back to the tavern at the very, at the very end of the stream and stuff, everything's been laid out on the table. The cards are on the table. You got the full house right there. And on the edge of uh, the table where the, the lantern is sitting, uh, you see in skeleton runes, um, etched the, the words pirate's life, uh, for eternity. Uh, or no, no, Pirates for All Eternity is uh, etched in the side there. The 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 runes that I've been wanting to uh, get tattooed around my um around my my Reaper's Mark tattoo uh are now on the table. So it's clear. Uh, we're going to be dealing with the Sea of the Damned. We're going to be dealing with um uh Wanda. We're going to be dealing with Flameheart, the Reaper's Bones. All of this is going to be uh huge story points that I would imagine are are coming soon and uh otherwise i don't know why they would be teasing it so far out so i'm i'm i I don't know if we're going to be getting this in season five uh i i would imagine that this would probably be the the season six update um because if if the timing works out and it's hard to say because season uh five started at the beginning of december um that would give us 
uh, let's see, till roughly middle of February, end of February, maybe beginning of March. If season six kicks off at the beginning of March, that would be that that would lead season six into the anniversary update. And I would not be surprised if they wanted to uh, really kind of ramp up the story for Flameheart and Flameheart Jr. and introduce Flameheart Jr. as a character in Sea of Thieves and Belle as a character in Sea of Thieves in season six, where it coincides with the four year anniversary of the game. It would be it would be amazing. I think that's a I think that is a, a that is a lofty goal. That's a that's a big target to hit. And I, I kudos to the team if you guys can get it get it worked out because that would be amazing. Um, hopefully you can. Hopefully season five being a a lighter uh, lighter kind of content as far as like lore story wise goes. Uh, you know, hopefully this being a little bit of a a reprieve as you get to take time off and spend it with your families or spend it with each other or alone, whatever you whatever you do during your holiday break. Hopefully when you come back, you have time to really kind of kill it with the season six if if this is what this is all kind of leading up to uh because man that's going to be that's going to be real something that's going to be a real 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 kind of uh, uh, uh cherry on top of what kicks off the fourth anniversary of sea of thieves um i, I i've constantly wondered how are they going to top a pirate's life you know how are they going to how are they going to win um at at bringing uh, Pirates of the Caribbean to Sea of Thieves. I honestly, I'll be real honest. I don't think I've talked about the Game Awards this year um, on on uh, Sea of Thieves. The the Keeley Awards, as I call them, is has been kind of the main uh, event for a lot of um, companies and, and for for consumers because there's so many ads there and stuff like that. There's always one award uh, that that comes from the the Keeley Awards, uh, and th- it's called the Best Ongoing Game. And, uh, I, this year it went to, uh, uh, there were a lot of nominees that, that it could have gone to. And I was hoping that Sea of Thieves with a pirate's life would get nominated for it. Um, but I, it's, it's hard, right? It's, it's hard to know, like, cause in, in 2021, Sea of Thieves won a BAFTA award for best evolving game. So I, I really don't blame, I don't really blame Sea of Thieves for not getting its flowers, uh, when it comes to, to, you know, award ceremonies and stuff like that, like they, they definitely deserved it considering how much content they brought in with a pirate's life, uh, and how much they've, they've been able to do just by bringing in the, uh, the, the sea of thieves and pirates of life together, bringing in, uh, that it, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, they also, but like, as far as the, as far as the Keelys, I really feel like, uh, the game awards snubbed sea of thieves really hard on uh best ongoing game because i don't know any other company out there that is bringing in a a franchise like a pirates of the caribbean to their game and blending it so well with sea of thieves's lore tying it in so well and i just i i really feel like that was the case but i had to get that off my chest it, it does relate to sea thieves so i got a chance to actually talk about uh the game awards um which again a lot of people really kind of look to those as like the awards i think baftas and i think the dice awards are probably more uh respected amongst the industry because those are uh done by um their the peers the the actual people that are making video games and can really look at them outside of just from a a review perspective um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm happy for that, but, uh, 
I, I, I think this is going to be a really good year, guys. I think that I think season six, if it, if it turns out the way I think it's going to go, I think it's going to be awesome. I, I'm really excited. I did not expect all of this lore to come out of a weekend. Uh, it kills me because again, and oh crap, I'm not going to have time for my my Spider Man review. We're going to have to save the Spider Man uh, review for later on. So I apologize for that. But um, this is going to be a really good year. This is going to be a really really good upcoming year, and I can't wait. All right, Pirates. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I think that's pretty much it. But I just got a, a couple things I want to shout out. So um, first off, I wanted to uh, thank Tanner, um, who, who reached out to me, said congrats on 200 episodes. Thanks for all you've done uh, for Sea of Thieves and your content uh, creation in, in general. So thank you for, for the shout out there. Um, I've, I've gotten a, a couple messages, uh, Stipe 83, uh, reached out to me, thanked me for the keel hauled, uh, or not really thanked me, but, uh, showed me photos of a livery that he made in Forza, which was really, really good. Uh, it's based on the keel hauled logo and it's using the keel hauled, uh, logo in that I created for Forza. He actually found it, put it on a livery set with a gold hoarder coin and the Keelhauled podcast. So he's driving around Forza with a livery set that is advertising Keelhauled. It's it's been really cool to see that. Um, let me see who else reached out to me. I just remember someone else reached out to me too. Okay, I found it. So I I'm not sure how to pronounce the name, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab here because it's spelled in a way that I'm having trouble in my brain trying to work out what this name is. But I think it's Ocarian or Orcrean Darth, uh, message me on Xbox. Uh, my gamer tag is in the notes. If you didn't know this, um, you can always message me if you want to. I, I do check my messages there, uh, but I, I wanted to respond to it on the podcast because I thought it'd be a good time for me to, to respond there, especially if you listen to the podcast. It's always fun getting your name on there. Uh, so wrote to me and said, uh, I love your podcast. Not only is it informative, it's upbeat. It also makes me start to dive into the tall tales as you're so passionate about the storyline. I'm always looking forward for uh, for players to play with, and I'm sure a ton of people ask you to play. So if you know anyone that's looking for a crew member, I'd wondered if you'd be willing to give them my name. Thanks again for everything you do. Uh, and and I wanted to, to spell it out. So it's O-C-A-R-I-A-N-D-A-R-T-H. Ocarian or Ar or Carthian or Carian Darth. I really have trouble with that. I don't know why. I don't know why that's giving me so much trouble. But if you are looking to sail with someone who is uh, starting to dive into the tall tales, especially if you're going around doing those uh, sitting down emotes, the tall tales are part of those commendations. Uh, why not reach out to Ocarian Death Darth and uh, see if they want to join up, go for a sale. And also, if you're out there and you want to sail, feel free to write me. Let me know. Um, it's it's something that I noticed uh, Kind of Funny uh, does on their Kind of Funny dailies. Whenever people write in, if there are people who are looking to party up or squat up, uh, get together. If you want to uh, meet up with other people who listen to the podcast and to go sailing sometime, reach out to me. Let me know what your gamer tag is and I'll see if I can uh, uh, shout you out so that people can reach out to you to actually go sailing around and stuff. Um, I also wanted to read out the five-star review I got. This is over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, they wrote out and gave me a five-star review. Thank you so much for that. Keelhauled uh, says, I can't sing Keelhauled podcast praises enough. This is the Sea of Thieves. 
the C, yeah, Sea of Thieves podcast you can listen to every week for the latest information and speculation. Plus, today's episode, which is uh, back on December 6th of the 20, or 21st, which I'm sorry I missed this uh, last week, uh, featured an interview with SOT creative director Mike Chapman, where he was asked all the hard questions and gave some big insights on what we can expect from the game in 2022. Take a listen. Captain Logan deserves it. Thank you for the review. I really do appreciate that. It helps me uh, really kind of make sure that people are getting up-to-date information about the podcast. So many times when I go looking for podcasts, I can't tell you guys, so many times when I go looking for podcasts, it doesn't tell me if they're inactive. It doesn't tell me how people feel about it. But having the reviews there, while it doesn't impact uh, where I land as far as like the charts and stuff, only downloads do that. Ratings don't do that. Reviews don't do that. But what it does do is it properly informs people. If you like having me inform you about what's going on with Sea of Thieves, your review helps inform other people about the podcast before they go digging into it. And, you know, God forbid they end up going to episode one and starting from the beginning because, oh man, that's going to be some bad audio that's really outdated but thank you for the review if you can review it that'd be great i also found out and this is this is kind of crazy i also found out that spotify has added star ratings to their podcasts and as as much as i would i i don't know the analytics behind that and in fact i'm i'm genuinely pretty dumb about all this seo stuff to begin with uh i need help with that man um but spotify has ratings now uh, I would love it if I could see folks uh, more than just the 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 uh, normal uh, friends that I have that are out there uh, that just that that do it because they're we're all friends and we all all do this stuff together. But Murphy lives on Twitter uh, was kind enough to uh, rate the Keelhauled podcast on Spotify. He gave it a five star rating. Uh, thank you to him. Thank you to uh, Kevin Ainsworth of uh, Project X X Talk who um, also reached out and and th this was when everyone was kind of talking about the spotify things uh he has been going around and actually making sure that uh he rates um friends of of the show and friends of uh, project x talk uh another xbox podcast uh five stars on spotify to make sure that we all get a fighting chance to rise above kind of the known podcasts out there if you're an xbox fan if you're a playstation fan if you're a pc fan if you're a nintendo fan everyone has their kind of big companies that you follow or the the big names that you follow when you listen to podcasts for the most part because they're the ones that are are constantly going to give you those, those like uh review scores and, and and tell you about all the new games and stuff like that sea of thieves we're we're super niche guys we are super super niche it's hard to make a game uh podcast about just one game and i've i've worked hard to try and make sure that i've i've been consistent with the podcast so that way you guys always have something to listen to every single week even if it ends up being on holiday there will be an episode next week it will be a community episode that we recorded today about their thoughts and feelings on season five that's getting edited this week and it'll be available on the uh 27th uh for for that so don't feel like you're not going to have content to listen to so because you will i will keep the content rolling as we get closer and closer to uh the the grog Monet. uh we'll be talking about that the week afterwards and how that's going as far as an event and we're just going to keep going guys it's not going anywhere but i would love it if you could rate it whether it be on spotify whether it be on apple podcasts yeah i would love the the likes on uh, and subscribes over on youtube this is a youtube uh, uh um show as well too there's not video because i edit a lot and i and i just can't do video and edit a lot of that stuff it, it it's not going to turn out well but 
the audio is up on YouTube. If that's an easier place for you to be able to listen to it, especially if you're at work and you can have a web uh, or you can have a tab open for YouTube, but it doesn't let you go to Spotify. It doesn't let you go to other places that's still available there, but I would love to get some more subscribers and some more likes over on the videos over there. Uh, it's, it's strange that I'm so popular on other platforms like Spotify and, and, uh, uh, Apple podcasts and stuff like really doing well on those, like top, top percentages for, for those. And, and it's because of you guys. Um, and YouTube just does not, does not cater to me for whatever reason. So having trouble there, but those are personal. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really impact it. As long as you guys have a place to get the the podcast, that's really what matters to me. I just want to make sure you guys are able to listen to it. If you're the one guy that's listening to the show on audible.com, that's fine. I'm glad that you have it there because I made sure that it was available anywhere that I know of uh, for you to be able to listen to it on the platform of your choice. As much as Xbox wants to have games available for everyone, if you want to play Sea of Thieves on your phone, you can do that. Just like that, I want to have the podcast available to as many people as possible so that you don't have to worry about what platform I'm on and whether or not that's easy for you to listen to the show for. So uh, thank you so much to everyone who talked to me this weekend, who wrote in, who posted content, uh, who talked about the drops that all came uh, with the the two hour uh, uh, stream that they were doing and the, and the raids that they were doing over there. Really, really awesome stuff. I'm hoping that I can get a chance to talk to one of the community managers uh, about the ARGs, about the, the the teases and stuff that they've been doing because they've been absolutely killing it this last year. This last year has been spot on with all of this stuff and I absolutely love how they're doing it. It's exciting and I can't wait to see what they do in the future. So hopefully I'll get a chance to talk with them about that. That's going to do it for this episode, Pirates. Thank you. I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta. People never stopped loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, Two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men 
one wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Hey there, my name's Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of the DL Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember... Keep your goose loose.